I'm coming in hot because it's time to fuck this pig. Wow. Pig sucking and pork fucking. All right, let's fuck it. Let's have at it. Welcome to Road Sodas. Welcome. I'm one of your hosts, Chud Dunkelwitz. And I'm your other host, Dick McBalls. And uh, Dick, probably pretty excited. We're, uh, we're coming up on St. Patrick's Day, and that's clearly from the McBalls clan. That's clearly a, an Irish name. It's got to be exciting for you. Actually, we are uh, Scottish McBalls. We just dropped the A. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, so we had a great Robert Burns supper. But uh, St. Patrick's Day, we're actually looking forward to wearing orange and pissing off a lot of Catholics. <laughs> Aren't we family all? Family tradition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh. Swigging straight from the bottle over there. What are, what are we looking at? Um, it's one of those pop wines. It's nineteen crimes. Ooh, it's the one with it's one with the guy on the front. Which gentleman's that? He's he's a guy. You see him? Oh, see that's him a man. And uh, yeah, was that an exposed nipple I see on the label? Uh, I think it's a button. Yeah, he's mm. wearing an overcoat. He's wearing like a, a ensemble to say. Oh, okay. Least. He's got full ascot, big lapels on his jacket, probably got four or five buttons, and then a inside coat, maybe a, a waistcoat or a or a vest of some sort. All right. Serious business on those lapels. Yeah, definitely, man. Hell yes. But this comes from Australia, I, I guess. It is a product of Australia. Aha. So 19 crimes are a product of Australia. I feel like a lot more crimes are a product of Australia. Yeah. I mean, both like its origin as far as European settlers and then what those people proceeded to do to the people that already lived there. I mean, they're crushing it on the crime game. (sighs) Yeah. Well, it's a criminal land. Even the fucking mammals down there are poisonous and lay eggs. Yeah, I think that's the reason they have those ridiculous fucking accents is because it's just like, I mean, they need something to, to take the edge off of. Everything they've done before, I don't know, 1930. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you think the accent was, was a form of like stress relief? I think it's a defense mechanism. Okay. I think they showed up and they're like, they're like, they're all talking like British people and they're like, guys, guys, this is my British person. They're like, guys, uh, we've been dicks a lot and England still dicks, but they've got a bunch of boats with guns on them. We just have uh, fucking boomerangs and a bunch of racial atrocities. So, what do we start talking like this? <laughs> then it'll be real comical. Eh? We'll be a real subtle. Show up. It'll be great. Everyone laugh. How delightful we are. And uh, well, we got all these puns we can say now. They'll say, ah, did you do any racial crimes? And we go, ah, no. That'd be a real didgeridoo. And then everyone goes, oh, delightful. And then... uh they fuck off and they forget that we're a uh, bunch of dicks. <laughs> we watch some footy, drink a couple <laughs> oil cans. Uh, hell yes. Yeah. Uh, to our Australian listeners, I don't think you exist, but fuck you. We got one at one All point. Right. Yeah, we've hit we've hit five of the six continents, which don't double check those numbers. But according to our podcast host, we've got five of the six. Our heat map. Yeah. And <laughs> we're really, really lighting it up on six of the continents. Hey, uh, Mr. Producer, how are you going to get us down to number seven? I'm not, uh, I'm not going to say we're heating it up because we literally got Morocco, which is just like could not be less into Africa while being geographically in Africa. And then I think we got like two in Australia, maybe. But, uh, again, since VPNs exist, we probably didn't get either. Probably haven't gotten Asia yet either. But you look at those numbers. What about that eighth continent? You know, everybody talks about seven, but what about number eight? You a Zealandia guy? Uh, no, Atlantis. I'm, I'm a classicist. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Straight through the pillars of Hercules. <laughs> we got an email. Did we? Yeah, a quick one from our number one fan. All right. Yeah. What's he want? It's from, it's from your old man. He's got some questions. <laughs> yeah. With- <laughs> it's titled. Well, f- first, this was sent out. Let's see. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do the do the math here. I guess five hours. Yeah, five five hours and twenty three minutes after the last episode came out, and it says it's titled "Ben loves gas stations." 
with a question mark. And then it's, I'm beginning to think that the highlights of Ben's COVID outside the home experiences are at gas stations. Last week was a classic story about a robbery in progress, and his thoughts were about the robbers not being COVID woke, in parentheses, James's term, I believe, close parentheses. This week, he's watching insurance ads on a gas station TV. What's next? Gas station bathroom experiences? Only time. We already had those. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Only time will tell. So uh, I'm not going to go with they're the highlights, but they're certainly some of the most frequent interactions I have with people. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Some of us still have to go to work every day. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. and and geographically don't live near it at all, uh, which uh, I'd like to pretend was my choice and not sort of. I mean, I guess it was in a sense. Yeah. I'd whatever. like to live closer to work. I'd, I'd like work to be closer to my house. I don't want to live closer to work. I don't want to fucking live. Nobody lives in Bay Farm Island. It's like eight people. Dude, San Leandro is a nice area. I heard that. Mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. Mm. Fuck. Well, let's see. My internet connection's unstable, which is fun. But yeah. <laughs> Well, that seems to be the only thing about you that's unstable. My man. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I did bring up gas stations a lot. I think we know that gas stations can be better too. Cause like all of the, all of these experiences that we're having at gas stations, we could have at a Wawa. Yes. Like, so it's like, oh man, you know, I, I, this state farm ad sucked, but I got a stuffed pretzel. So like not a total loss. Oh, stuffed pretzels. What's your favorite Wawa stuffed pretzel flavor? Depends on how old they are, honestly. Because some of the flavors hold, hold up Fair. over time. Like the sweet cream, I'd say that's fine until like the next day. Dude. That jalapeno cheddar, like, mm, I, you got to get that hot. Took the words right out of my mouth. That jalapeno <laughs> cheddar gets so dry and flaky, and not in like a flaky pastry way. Not in, like in a, a fun way, yeah. I sh- in fact, I shouldn't say like flaky. Like a peeling paint way. <laughs> yeah, it's leathery. It turns into f- like the consistency of fruit leather. Uh, but yeah, that cream cheese one. Maybe it's the moisture in the cream cheese. I have no idea. That's I know. I, I think they put powdered sugar on the outside, which probably helps. That's not powdered sugar. It's like a... Uh, Confectioner sugar? Something like that. <laughs> which... Which is still powdered. It's just less powdered? Who knows? Sure. It's more powdered. Yeah. I don't think I have any good gas station experiences recently. Mine are just show up to pump, get gas, don't look at anybody. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I mostly go to the one right by my house on the way to work and I time it so that I do it on the way to work. So normally no one's around. But uh, when they are around, it's pretty much guaranteed they're fucking doing something weird. Nice. Speaking of which, when I got to work today, there's three spots before the the loading zone and the end of the sidewalk right in front of the, the building. There's tons of other spots slightly farther away, but there's the sweet spot of three. And one of the guys who works the night shift usually takes the one farthest from the door of the three. I don't know why he takes it. But I take the one two spots away, just like Gotta it's a, get the steps in. <laughs> yeah, just like it's a urinal. I park two spots over in the third one. And I pull up today and there's somebody in it with the license plate of Messy M, M E S S Y space M. And the reason I didn't take a picture of it is because he was parked in the spot, but he physically was standing facing my coworker's car and aggressively rubbing at his pants. And I could not tell if he was masturbating, but I did park right next to him, like real fucking close. Just, nice. I mean, it's pitch black still. It's the sun is not up. And I was just, I wanted, I, I made sure to not look at him just because he, you know, he was doing his thing. He was on the other side of the car. So I was like, I'm, you know, I'm not in any danger of this man ejaculating onto any part of my being, perhaps my car. But uh honestly my coworker has a nicer car than me. I'll take that bullet. But he did also have a uh, uh what was it the, I guess the Armor All is that the brand of the wipes? He had like a a, a tube of yeah. them on top of the car. So I don't know what the fuck was going on, but he just had like all his doors open and he parked in front of basically the only operating business other than the hotel on the other side of the parking lot in the parking lot. Like there's tons of clearly unoccupied buildings that with tons of little nooks 
and crannies that you can park in and be weird. That's why there's so many weird people in the goddamn parking lot. And he just decided to be like, no, no, no. I'm going to go right by the street, right by the entrance, pretty close to one of the street lights, and uh, just kind of aggressively rub his sweats. That's interesting. Well, do you think he got like the messy M license plate and was like, you know, I haven't been living up to this. Like, I got to get these armor alls out of my car. I got to stop wiping shit down. And just go jerk off on a guy's door handle. Yeah, I mean, best case scenario, he had some breakfast nachos and spilled something on himself. I mean, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> he had some <laughs> breakfast nachos in the back seat, and he was like, all right, everybody out. Everybody, and that's why all the doors were open. They all scattered. <laughs> Party in Messy M's car. Who coming? Uh, you know what nachos are like when they get in large numbers? They can be like piranha. Uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of large numbers, I was looking at our podcast numbers and I was just like, Hey, these are not large numbers. Kind of getting, kind of getting a little, a little down on myself a little bit. And then I had the, then I had the great thought. I was like, Hey, you know what? If all these people were in a room listening to us, that'd be a full ass room. We could fill a bar with these numbers per app. Yeah. And then I was like, All right. That's why we do it. Yeah. We got it. So we got to get a bar on wheels. And just pick these people up. Yeah, I mean, drive drive to Morocco. <laughs> I ca- I can't get those numbers for like any band that I've been in on any consistent basis, and I've been doing that half my life. So for something we just started doing, uh, that all they need to do is listen to at their own uh, their own pace. Yeah, it's fucking fine, you know. I was like, yeah, I was like, hey, look at that, look at me. Finding finding a fucking silver lining, old negative ass Ben. <laughs> uh, well, at least you're not being crushed by the uh, the slow entropy of our society. Yeah, man, everything's coming up, Ben. Right now, I just found two more quarters, and I needed two more quarters to be able to use the the tire fill station. Like a week ago, <laughs> like a week ago, <laughs> yeah. and I've been trying to find quarters. Because I don't want to go into businesses. Dude, you should have told me. I, I'll send you some quarters. <laughs> I, you would too. But, uh, but now I can refill my, uh, my full size spare and I can find out if I've successfully plugged the hole in it. Oh, nice. We'll see. The old, uh, the old fill check. Yeah. Get the little Just, spray bottle and some soap. Oh, oh man. See, see if we're bubbling. You know, I had a guy at work ask, uh, Hey, how do you leak test like a vacuum system? And I was like, well, uh, usually I just spray a bunch of solvent all over all the, the ports and <laughs> all the connections. And if you see a spike, that's, that's like solvent outgassing. He's like, yeah, but what if it's like a mass spec and you can't do that? Like <laughs> you can't just run solvent basically through the detector. I was like, you're, you're on your own, man. Like you should know you work yeah. on these things. Good luck. I had uh, one of my co-ops, my first co-op, maybe I'll redact that, who who knows. I was working in a physics department on a cryostats, big fridge. and uh, I know them well now. Yeah, had a big vacuum chamber in it, and I I built it, and so, and, and a different machine shop guy welded it, because I don't know how to weld, and certainly didn't then. Even more so, if that's how learning works. I don't think that's how learning works, but you've seen more welding happen in the last like there it know, is. ten years. There it is. <laughs> like you've just seen it happen more. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd have a better shot at attempting it now. But uh, the way you tested for leaks was uh, we had some extreme, extremely pure helium gas, like ninety nine point fucking five nines, and then a six or something. And, uh, we would leak that. We, 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 we would squeeze that all around the, uh, the seams of the welds to see if we got a spike in, in the pressure inside. And, uh, that one pretty early on, the professor was like, all right, we got a little bit of gas left in this container thing here. It's already inside the little squeeze release hose mechanism thing. So we need you to very carefully unhook it without any of the helium getting out. And we'll put in this new one, and then I can take the the stuff in the old one, and we can use that later for something else. And I was just like, all right. And then right in front of him, 
promptly unscrewed the wrong thing. Like first thing I touched was the exact wrong thing and just filled the whole fucking room with helium. <laughs> just like instantly we're both talking. Oh, a li- yeah. Sorry. Sorry, professor. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, that was not the right one. And I was like, fuck man. Uh, you should have done it. And then, well, then he was like, you know what? It was honestly not that, like, like cost wise, it didn't have a lot of value, and it probably would have cost us more for you to try to. Like, he was just justifying it. It was like I was working, I think, for like seven dollars an hour. So he was like, if it took you two hours to do that, that's fourteen bucks. That helium was probably worth ten bucks. So fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Good job, academia. Yeah, he was like, if anything, I'm glad you did that right at the beginning instead of dicking around with it for a while and then doing it. (laughs) That was worth uh, 24 bucks. (laughs) I mean, I seriously think it was like my first or second day, and I was just like, hey, thanks for taking a risk on me, bud. I know my resume. Just remember not to fill out my, uh, you know, co-op form until the end. Yeah. Don't do it right now. My only... uh, Actual documented work experiences, Blockbuster and Golden Corral. But thanks for letting me prove that you should still hire those people for entry level tech positions. Damn right. God well, you were young. Damn right. Yeah. We, we were young once. Speaking of being young, we recently talked about a certain video I had to watch in health class over and over and over again that you watched at least. I'm gonna guess twice at least. Yeah, where the kid dies. Yeah, of 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 coke. Yeah, and he's th- got all the stuff heroin. coming out of his nose. It's heroin. Whatever. Whatever. I did some googling because I was like, I want to see if I could find this video or like anything about it. And boy, howdy, is it exclusively a Maryland thing? I did not realize this. And it really, was, yeah, it was made in Carroll County, and it's based on a true story, according to it. And I guess at the end. The kid's dad talks about what happened, and it's just like, no offense, and I'm not trying to make light of drug abuse, certainly not in Cecil County, Maryland. I mean, that shit is... What about Carroll County? I don't know the numbers, but I'm guessing it's bad there, too. Uh, But what I will say is saying that it's based on a true story is kind of fucking unnecessary, because it's such a vague, like kid gets addicted to drugs and dies like yeah like i'm not saying that's good it's just like it's based on a lot of true stories yeah maybe they, maybe they just used a name that was close to his and that's that's where that's the line for like based on. yeah they're just like well the kid's name was mark so we'll call him marcus yeah there we go <laughs> it's based on mark but i found a clip of it's people recording a tv that's playing it so you're already one step removed and it's all you can hear is like sounds great you can only hear like 10 people laughing (laughs) already so they they stole the vhs from like their elementary school health class yeah or the teacher like walked no because if the teacher walked out of the room for us we didn't have fucking phones i mean it is pretty poor quality so maybe it was like a razor back in like 2010 but man, I typed it in and like the Maryland subreddit came up and somebody was just like, anybody remember this? Was that everybody? Was that just Maryland? And then the comments on the video on YouTube as well were like, Cecil County, Maryland, checking in. How's everybody doing? They're like, Carroll County here. What's up? And just <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, at least we can bond over this kid's death. Well, And then everybody's been like, clearly this video did not work because Maryland <laughs> has a massive drug problem. <laughs> Uh, but everyone seems to agree that it's funny. So based on that, I'm comfortable mocking it. Yeah. And it wasn't even part of the dare program. I mean, dare program was separate. So we had, so we, we were getting it from like all sides. It was like dare officer and then shitty videos that were clearly only produced for like people in a 50 mile radius. And then <laughs> fucking conspiracy theorists coming into elementary schools and telling us about nicotineless tobacco. 
Or maybe I made that up. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying right now, I am being hunted by the U.S. government, <laughs> the Canadian government, the Bolivian government, and the Holy See. Yes, the Pope <laughs> himself is after me because of, I don't want you to know what I know. Uh, and the reason I bring that little, uh, personal mystery back up is because you have one as well that i want to extend to our previously mentioned massive fan base to see if anybody can weigh in and and help us find any answers to your did i make this up or did this really happen but i can't find it anymore type of situation so hit us with your uh encounter i'll preface it with uh when i stop smoking weed I have the most vivid dreams. Like, they're not always action-packed. Sometimes they're like drama movies. But at the same time, I dream really fucking hard. And this one feels like that level of blend of fever dream and reality that I feel only after, like, the most soberest of sleeps. And so what this was, I think I saw it in maybe the summer of 2005. Sounds about right for like the e-bombs world, new grounds kind of era, break.com, early, early YouTube stuff. Break.com. I've yeah. always, I always forget How about you that one. Now? That was like 1.1 era internet. Like it wasn't there at the very, very beginning, but it, it caught up and it, it dominated for a bit. Loved break, break. And, uh, then, then I moved on to like cracked for the comedy, but it was. I believe like two school age chums, but they were dressed as like cholos with bandanas and uh plaid shirts with the top button buttoned. And they were trying to figure out the origins of a colloquialism, like an idiom. And they were like, Hey, why does uh why do you say it like this? And the only way I can describe it is um it cuts to a like a, a Muppet made out of pipe cleaners, like really small. So it's like zoomed in, but it's on a motorcycle when it comes up and it explains the, the idiom, but in, they don't have audio for it. It's just like a silent movie where you see like, you know, it, it like moving around and then it has text. And it explains, like, why. And then you see the Cholos, and they're like, oh, I get it now. And then the Muppet, like, cuts back to it, and it starts revving the motorcycle. And it, it like, shakes a little bit to signify that it talks. And it cuts to a card that says, yeehaw. And then it it (laughs) shows, like, the last shot is it driving away. (laughs) Yeah, it, it, it feels so real. I think that's... That's like one of the only things that really, really escapes my memory. Is, hell yeah. Is that video. I mean, hell, I remember like some of the dumbest, dumbest Newgrounds videos, like making fun of John Kerry. And I was like, this isn't even a conservative site. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah. I can remember a bunch of shit. The, 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 and we, and we, and we remember that one that was a fucking oh, yeah. that was that was a banger i do not remember the one you've described it to me before and i've knowing full well i've got no tricks that that you don't already have i entered some google searches and see if i could bring anything up fucking but you're going nothing. off of my description it's and true that's the problem so i really can't bring like, anything new yeah yeah if if we had the idiom like if i knew what it was trying to explain then it would make sense but until then, it's just a figment of my insane, I'm going to call it sober dreams. All right. All right. Yeah. So listener, if this sounds at all familiar, if you've seen this, but don't know what it is, still write in because hope springs eternal, my guy. And you know, wait, I thought hope floated. Everything floats down here. It quote from a couple of years nailed ago, it. hashtag nice. relevant, hashtag nailed it. Hashtag Finn Wolfhard, more like Finn Wolfsoft. Hashtag Sandy Bullock. Hope floats. Crushed it. <laughs> Twenty eight ounces. Machine. Sorry, that? man. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I've only seen seven grams. <laughs> and uh, hope floats. Actually, I haven't seen Hope Floats. I just peeled a lot of stickers off of that fucking DVD because for whatever reason we had a truckload. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Nobody wanted those. No. 
Uh, but ho- except for, except for the warehouse, they were just like, eventually this is going to be a collectible. Like, <laughs> you just wait till Harry Connick Jr. passes away before his time, and everybody's going to want Hope Floats or or like the extended cut of Independence Day. Yeah. I recently was talking with somebody and they confused Harry Connick Jr. and Bill Paxton. Wow. Uh, there were like the, that Venn diagram is pretty small, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's Independence Day. And then <laughs> someone, and then someone else said, I'd definitely rather hang out with Bill Pullman than Bill Paxton. To which I replied with, well, now, sure, Bill Paxton's dead. But when he wasn't, I'm Paxton all day, baby. All right. I always confused Harry Connick Jr. with Thomas Hayden Church. Okay, they do have a similar, very, very different voices, but very similar shape of head. Yeah, like they both yeah. have very stout heads. Not necessarily big, but just like bulbous isn't quite the right word. They're a little too rugged for bulbous, but there's a stoutness, there's a hardiness to their skulls. <laughs> nice, <laughs> getting into the phrenology now. But yeah, I would definitely rather hang out with Thomas Hayden Church than Harry Connick Jr. Or Bill Pullman now or alive. Doesn't matter. Wait, Bill Pullman, Pullman or Bill Paxton? Bill Pullman, I think, is still alive. Bill uh, Paxton is dead. Oh, oh, sorry. I killed Bill Pullman right before <laughs> I got <laughs> Hell yeah. Authorities, you're two weeks behind. Like, good luck. I was just talking with uh, with the fellas, with Tim and Gary, about uh, Thomas Hayden Church the other day. Because we were talking about Norm MacDonald. <laughs> we were talking about how great of a show Wings was. <laughs> we were talking about Norm MacDonald and how he like absolutely crushes on like late night shows when he, when he was on them. And usually he was good enough that if like a guest was bombing and he was just next to them on the couch, like he'd already gone, he'd be able to come in and save the comedy. He might not make the guest look good. Like he'd probably trash them a bit, but he would at least save the content it would still be funny to watch there you go and they frequently do like youtube you know montage clips of norm mcdonald like on there's there's a ton of them and they always put the one where he he did that to thomas hayden church except thomas hayden church it was i think it was on conan he was he had like a slideshow that he was presenting to conan about like his new like ranch that he lived on and it was clearly a bit and it was clearly building to something it hadn't gotten there but norm mcdonald just comes in early and it's just like you could tell he's decided that this is not funny and so he's going to just talk over thomas hayden church completely and he's being really funny but thomas hayden church is just like Norm, would you just, I'm so close to being done here. This is building to something. Like, can you please just let me do it? And he's like, no, the no punchline is worth this amount of boring ranch building presentation. Yeah. And it's just Good like, job, Norm. I, I feel very bad for Thomas Hayden Church because he's probably like, look, I am not a comedian. I, at best, I am a comedic actor some of the time. Like, I have, I have. Been in comedy. Have you seen Wings? He's a comedian. Please. It's a great show. But I'm going to be following Norm MacDonald. Like, the best comedian. Eh. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go with the best stand-up comedian that's still alive or dead. I'm going to go best. I can't think of anybody that I'd rather go see. But going to follow him, knowing that he's, like, really good friends with Conan and is also a dick, and that's the reason he's not more famous or successful, is that he just has, like, a very dickish personality. And uh then exactly his worst nightmare happened. He was like, I got this bit, I've prepared it, it's going to be great, Norm's going to love me. And Norm was like, I, no, like, hard no. He's like, fuck you, Texas boy, I'm from Canada, and I'm going to smash you. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I, one thing I noticed about Norm MacDonald doing Weekend Update in the 90s SNL. Me and Papa noticed this when we were watching like 90s episodes on Hulu, but uh dude, he would he would like I don't know if it was bombing or just like his jokes would not land because the audience was watching something like off screen, but like whenever there was a guest and they were getting ready or something, nobody would fucking laugh at Norm and he'd be like, eh, "All right." Oh yeah, like he would get killed just by guests. Yeah, and he would seem to 
to almost love the fact like, like he'd, he'd be like, all right, cool. Like, like you'd see, like he'd be smiling through it and be like, I'm enjoying this. Like, <laughs> I hate that everyone finds this funnier than me. Yeah. The David Spade Hollywood minute. Like, yeah. You know, David Spade would probably be off camera on, on one of the side desks, like just getting ready. Everybody's watching him. Norm's telling like some of the best jokes, probably slandering AJ a little, or OJ a little bit, yeah. but like, Whatever. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but like none of it's landing. And then they, it's like, all right, now I have David Spade in the Hollywood Minute. It's like, oh, that's why. That's, that's why nobody's laughing at Norm. There's like 30 minutes of just weekend update OJ material by Norm on YouTube. <laughs> like just, you know why, right? I mean, not specific. I know that ended his career, but. Or uh, it ended his relationship with NBC, but I'm not entirely sure why he got into so the So one OJ of the stuff. producers of the show uh, yeah. that I guess he was not a fan of, or he wasn't a fan of that producer uh, helping fund OJ's defense. Gotcha. So <laughs> he would sneak a lot of OJ stuff and was just yeah. to fuck you to management. Man. Some of those jokes. He fuck. also, uh, I don't know what Frank Stallone did to him, but used frank stallone a lot too so much and like frank stallone we kind of have to add the caveat that sylvester stallone's brother who's like a very bad singer but it, i mean he I was mean, on an amazing composer <laughs> flawless he, he was on a tim and eric sketch that is hilarious although apparently people talked to him about it afterwards and he did not realize that it was a comedy routine. He thought he was like, but that doesn't, that doesn't track to me because he's like, that's not funny to me. Well, the lyrics are silly. So there's no pot. I got, I can't, I don't want to live in a world where a person's singing. We're turning your bedroom back into the computer room. Thinks that that is a serious song. Like that's clearly a joke song. Yes, it is. Frank Stallone. And sorry to admit, but like, comedic people sing i have a guy his name is al al yankovic you should listen to him i believe he goes by weird oh sorry sorry I, i'm i'm using his christian name that's one of my favorite paul f tomkin bits as he talks about a time when he was recording like i love the 90s or something and then best week ever was recording on the other side of the wall and they could just basically the same show and they could always hear each other and so they would go over and jokingly tell each other to shut up. And Weird Al Yankovic was on one time. He's like, oh, I know Weird Al. I'll go over there. I'm just doing his joke now. This is just a Paul F. Tompkins joke. He's like, I'll go over there and tell him to to be quiet. And so I, I burst in there and I'm like, Weird, you got to keep it down, man. We can hear you 10 rooms over. And he just, the bit goes on. But he, <laughs> he addresses him as weird every time. And that just, uh. Uh, it's, it's, it's not even really part of the joke, but I found that to be the the, the no, that's a good layer. Joke. Yeah, it's no, yeah. a real, real good joke layer. Yeah, like if you met Ma- Macho Man Randy Savage and just called him Macho. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And then, and then he's like, "No, I'm not Macho." And it's like, "Oh, sorry, sorry. You're Macho, Macho Man." The the Village People song. It's like, no. <laughs> I want to meet. I want to meet David Ortiz and just be like, "How's it going, Big?" I think. I think he'd be all right with that. I mean, as long as we went out for sandwiches afterwards, I think he'd be fine with me calling him whatever I, whatever I want. Yeah, where would you go out with him for sandwiches? Oh, I would let him pick. Okay. I imagine it would be in Lawrence, and we'd have a wonderful time. All right. <laughs> yep. Not not even going to ask. Nah, you you get that one. Yeah. <laughs> I I think often and fondly about that interaction you had with an Australian on the bus about Big Poppy. We're not going to tell the story because it involves an Australian being racist, but I well, racist for today's times. Yeah, yeah. Not his times and his Yeah. Place. Yeah. I mean, that's what's funny about it. It was a good story though. Yeah, I'm realizing that talking about a story we can't tell, maybe not the best content, especially after I just told several famous comedians jokes. <laughs> nice. Nailed it. Good thing I didn't also wonder why we don't have a ton of listeners in this episode. That would be truly embarrassing. Uh, you know, I think you're selling yourself a little bit short. Yeah? Yeah, you can talk about your deep-seated fears and anxieties. <laughs> uh, 
Speaking of selling myself short, uh, it looks like a young gentleman made a very charitable donation recently and uh, shared the oh, good news with yours he truly. Went to the sperm bank. <laughs> I received a text message of a screened shot where it looks like the orderer of a Grubhub purchase donated a penny to the Feed the Soul Foundation. <laughs> Look, so nowadays. Everybody is asking you to round up. It's a very European system of charitable donations that, that we have going on. But I mean, the European system is usually for tipping. You round up just to the next dollar. Yeah. Or the, the next, you know, integer amount of euro. And that is for the wait staff. But here I order things on Grubhub and sure enough, the, the total comes out to like, Something 99, and it's like, all right, do you want to round up that dollar? It's like, fuck yeah. I actually, I actually really, I, I asked Joan about this. I was like, I'm, I never do this. I'm not going to fucking do this. And she was like, it's a one cent. And I was like, mm, it's, we've already spent that much effort. It's like, I should really not still, but I did, but I did. And I feel great. I mean, yeah, you helped, uh, who knows? You helped somebody. Well, Look, I'm doing what I can, and that's donating my single penny to whatever charity Grubhub is supporting with their millions and maybe billions of dollars. Oh, wait, no, they're not. No, no. I got charged a fucking delivery fee on that on top of the tip. And, like, the delivery drivers, they always show up, like, right at the end of the window or past the window. I know it's because I'm giving them shitty tips, but it's because I'm getting a $4 delivery fee. I'm sorry, guys. Like, (laughs) it's one or the other. Like, you got to take it up with your restaurant if you're not getting that fee. (laughs) That's really on you. But, like, you're charging us on top of food. I get it. I get it. You have to pay for gas. That's what the tip's for. Yeah. There were simpler times. Oh, I'm I'm getting text messages in case you fear. Oh, I did not fear. Well, that's good. Looked like a truck. All right. Hang on. There's going to be a couple more. Yeah, that's fine. The content will be back. Here we go. Dude, the phone's sending them. The phone's sending photos again. My phone's sending photos to, to my phone. Look, the listeners want to hear a sultry, dulcet Maryland accent. That ain't me. I'm here yeah. to deliver it to them. Yeah. You really don't have much of a Maryland accent. You have the idioms. Uh, Yeah, it's a product of my upbringing. Yeah, because is your mom from Maryland? I mean, I know your dad's from... She's from Harford, Harford County. Okay. And my dad's from Delaware. Yeah, I don't say wooder like my father. Yeah. Like you do. Like your father. Yeah. It's like we traded Maryland and, and Delaware Valley accent yeah. stuff. You know, it's like, do you want wooder? Nah, nah. You can, yeah. He can have it. <laughs> yeah, my my dad said water allegedly, and my grandparents, like his parents, did. I remember that. But uh, yeah, I mean, like crown. So for my dear listeners, our dear listeners, for our one listener who is not from our hometown, there's one extremely hyper specific way of talking that will instantly identify us to others if you happen to know about it. But it's it's like Cecil County, maybe the the edges of the counties that touch it and then like fucking Chester, Pennsylvania and probably Newark, Delaware. And that is calling the, the colored wax sticks crayons. Crayolas. We call them crowns. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, we don't. You and I don't. I'm from now. <laughs> yeah. My mom just, I, I did call them that when I was extremely young and my mom fucking hated it because she's from Jersey and She's from the Jersey Shore, but before it was the Jersey Shore that we know. So she pretty much just has a, an American neutral accent, whatever that is. Like, just kind of a, she's clearly not British, but has no regional giveaways. But boy, when she heard her kids t- start talking like they were from the place that they were from, she, she wanted none of that. Good. I don't know who told me not to say crayon, like crown, but... I have always looked down upon people that say that. <laughs> I'm going to guess it was your brain, because <laughs> it's just not spelled that way at all. You know, I feel like I was exposed to crayons before school, 
And yeah. so my mom was like, this is a crayon. What color crayon do you want? Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I'll, I'll take the green crayon. Of course. Love it. But then I got to school and they were like crowns. And I was like, the one you put on your head? Like the king? The king hat. And they're like, no, no. And then they hold up the box of Crayola and it's like, ah, you're dropping some letters. <laughs> That's what you're doing. You're dropping some letters. And adding a couple, like, because if it'd be cron if you dropped, if you just dropped, you have to add that W. No, I it's mean, C R A O N. Oh, yeah. Okay. Crown. Crown. Yeah. You can get, you <laughs> yeah. can get there. Boy, yeah. does that suck to, I don't like visualizing that spelling no. in my head. No, you do not. Ugh. And what I was trying to say a little bit earlier is I actually berated an ex-girlfriend, uh, into <laughs> oh, not no. saying crayon anymore. I mean, like, look, we were in high school. Like we were like 17 and like we don't say crayon every day when we're 17. Then I heard her say it and I was like, no, like, <laughs> quit acting like white trash. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you, that's not how you pronounce that word. Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember back when Pizza Hut had the, the little plastic Pizza Huts that were full of crayons that they would give to kids. Like it does that like iconic Pizza Hut building top. Yeah. Top and it would the unfold and it was just borderline temple. Yeah, yeah, to come worship the gods of crust. How every Pizza Hut was laid out exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, all standalone. Oh, it's like the arcade machines are on that side, and then the kitchen's always back there. The dining room always faces the the highway that it's off of. It's like awesome. Yeah, great. But yeah, so like that was, you know, I'd see him there. I'd see him at my grandparents' house, and everybody called him Crowns there, and I was just like, Crowns, got it. Nice. And then my mom was just like, why do I take you to these places? This sucks. And then I was like, you take us here because if we like, it's like if you read a couple of books, you got like a free pizza. <laughs> Remember that shit? Book it. I loved Book It. Book It was the greatest program. Book it it was rewarding people for reading. People don't read anymore. Why? Because there's no fucking reward. Yeah. If you read like a certain amount of books, it might have been one book. I don't fucking remember. But if you read, they gave you a personal pan pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we fucking loved it. Ate that shit up. I remember me and my brother read so many books that we got like an X Men VHS tape. It Whoa! Was, it was fucking sick. Like, yeah, it was a team effort. Hell yeah! Oh man, I I realized early on I would work for food. Pretty, pretty. Th there was that, and then also, so I wasn't really allowed to have candy as a kid, like ever, even on Halloween. The the candy was confiscated when we returned home, and then doled out to us slowly over like the next four months. Well, the candy that you were willing to give your mother, like you had, you had candy that you stashed. Or Absolutely, ate along the way. I had like, one of those, uh, one of those three D foam puzzles of Big Ben, and I would fill it full of candy. But, nice uh, done. Yeah. But <laughs> Buzz 3D, man. Wow. But in fourth grade, when we could start playing an instrument and going to concert band classes and stuff. Started shoving the Snickers in that. <laughs> I wish. Uh, but our, our music teacher, who was later your music teacher in sixth grade through eighth grade, he, or was he also at Cecil? We don't have to say his name, but. No. Okay. No, he was not. Because he, he was at Elkton. He was at the, he was I at the high school. I remember a couple. Yeah, I remember a couple of different music teachers that uh yeah, not that great. Yeah. Or no, he wasn't at the high school. He was at he was at he was at Kenmore and the and Cherry Hill, the middle school we went to. But uh if you practiced like I think it was something like half an hour a day or uh, or something like that. If you did that like five days a week, you got a Jolly Rancher, one Jolly Rancher. And so yeah. me and me and my next door neighbor we would just go to each other's houses. He played trumpet and I played that at that time, the baritone is cause this was like, you know, elementary school and we would just make sounds with them for like four hours a day so that we could get like five Jolly Ranchers when we came back to fucking like, we'd do it over the weekend and we're just like, mom, you got to sign this. And, She's like, yes, you have been making a lot of noise. 
I will sign your paper if it gets you to stop making noise. That's what I that's what I'm saying. Like looking back on that as an adult, I'm kind of just putting these these puzzle pieces together as I'm saying this. My mom was more willing to let me ruin her day with horrifically loud and horrifically unskilled brass music playing from two kids than to just buy me some Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. That, that I cannot, I mean, I, I'm not a parent, not going to be a parent. So it's kind of hard to put myself in those shoes, but in the shoes of knowing that a $3 bag of Jolly Ranchers will stop the worst part of my day. I can put myself in those shoes pretty easily, and it, uh, guess what? I'm buying a fucking sack of them shits and just keeping them on hand and throwing it at whatever problem needs them. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd take the bag out into the middle of the street and scatter them out there and be like, play out here for a little bit. I mean, one of the worst candies you can have. Oh, Jolly Ranchers were great. You they kidding? Were, they were fine, but they were like... Compared to chocolate or anything that you can like chew into, you don't want just hard candies. You want a mix. No, he had, he had like gray hair. So like he, I think he had become the old person where he would, I, I imagine if you went over to his house, he would just have that bowl of hard candy. Oh, I did go to his house and he did have bowls of hard candy. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's also, to my knowledge, the first person that was ever truly disappointed in me. Nice. Just because of, I would say, non-controversial choices I made. He was a real mentor type to me from fourth grade through eighth grade. And then I went off to high school and started doing like dumb shit with my hair and dressing fucking stupid as high schoolers do. Just like dressing in a way to piss people off. Yeah. Because you're just full of rage and hormones and shit. It's, I mean, everybody does that. Yeah. And, fuck you. I'm wearing sweatpants to this graduation. Fuck you. Yeah. He bumped into me somewhere and it might've been like my church or something that I like my mom had dragged me back to in high school. Actually, I, I, I went to like youth group and shit in high school just cause there was not much else to do. But, and he like, he like saw me and was just like, he, I mean, he flat out told me he was disappointed in me just from looking. It might have been actually when I was home from college or something. I might have been slightly older, but boy, boy, did he, uh, really not approve. It's not like I was, I hadn't done anything. He just looked at me and was like, I don't like what you've become. I hate this. He didn't say hate, but damn. Yeah. I had that exact experience, not with him, but in reverse for one of our, uh, gym and health teachers. Oh, yeah? Like, coming back home from college, and I was like, damn, man, like, I'm really, really sorry for your situation. <laughs> I thought I thought it would have been better by now. Oh, no. Yeah. D- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wanted the best. We all wanted the best for that guy. We were all rooting for that guy. But, uh. Damn right. Well. Well. Well, bef- well, well. I got one other thing to say about uh your mom telling you not to say white trashy things in the house okay so so i giggled at this a little bit earlier but um were you like learning about like the different layers of the surface of the earth and they're like the crust and you're like but is it a stuffed crust your mom was like shut that shit up right now. <laughs> shut the fuck it is not a stuffed crust all this Pizza Hut incentives <laughs> to read. You're just like working for stuffed crust, reading about the air. Like, just so below the crust, like what they cook the pizza on is called the mantle. Just I didn't realize that. Absolutely smooth brained thinking about pizza all day. <laughs> Look, man, smooth brains got to eat too. Uh, and a lot of the time, that's all they can focus on. Hell yeah. Well, look, we got two segments this week, my man. Um, that, what order do you want to do them in? That's Arachnidae. We, uh, is two segmented but eight legs. Nice. Three segments means you're insect, right? I believe so. Okay. Do you want right. the known entity of Vanity Plate of the Week first, or the unknown second entity that I have prepared first? No, give me Vanity Plate of the Week first. Vanity Plate of the Week. Yeah. Then, uh, then it will give me a little time to um steal my reserves with uh. So this is a petite Syrah Ooh. called Lou from uh, Paso Robles, which is Yan Lou. Uh, really, it comes from fucking California. 
Yeah, I, I've been it's there. It's got a dragon. I've been to Paso Robles. Oh, you've been to California? Okay. Good. It, uh, they make wine there. In California? In Paso Robles. Oh, okay. Do they make Chinese wine? Because this seems very Chinese. It's got a dragon. It says Lou. Uh, we're already out of my depths. I thought Petite Syrah was French. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes Shiraz is from Shiraz. Sometimes it's from Paso Robles. Between you, me, and our dear listeners, I haven't been able to fit into a petite Syrah in quite some time. All mine are, uh, <laughs> mine are large. Oh, man. That, that is rich. That is, is, it? That is some good, clean fun. <laughs> All right. Well, what do we got for our first vanity plate of the week? Dick McBalls. So, so you gave me, you gave me what? Three? I believe so. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. It's always a surprise. It's the dick and the McBalls. All right. So the dick is driving a Tacoma, and the license plate is one of them old-style ones, but it's uh, your kid done, I think, but it's Y-A-K-I-D-D-N. Your kid done. (laughs) Or you kidding. Yeah. You kidding. You kidding? No, it's your kid done. Like dad kid, dad kid next to that car. Here we dad go. Kid. Your kid done. We're coming up with the themes. It's fun when they pair together. There was one. I took a picture of a license plate that was eight V eight V eight V. You know, seven times, and I was like, "That's stupid." But I can't think of anything to make fun of how stupid it is until I saw another license plate that was eight A eight A eight A. So basically, a mirror image along the horizontal. Of the previous one. No, no, no. Those are white supremacist symbols. Is it? There's too, there's too many eights. Oh. You can't well, have more than two eights. More we than one, this. really. More than one, really. Two. Maybe if you clear two, so, yeah. is it like K's where if you clear two, you're fine? Cause like in baseball, or, when they're holding or, up the, when they're holding up the strikeouts, they do two and then they, the third one they put backwards and then they continue on from there and it's fine. <laughs> No, no, the backwards K is, is for the, uh, the looking strikeout. The, is it upside down? How do they, don't they do it like different for the third one? No, so that it's no, never back, like, like if they get three strikeouts swinging, that's KKK. Oh no. Baseball. Yeah. yeah. Baseball. But look, the clan was around before, uh, baseball scoring, maybe. I don't even know. Loose listener, please look oh, that up. But like, I'm it pretty sure it was. Baseball was around before the Civil War. The KKK oh. was not. But when when was baseball scoring? When did they start calling it K's? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But the backwards K is for the strikeout looking. <laughs> anyway, sorry, had to get a piece of schmutz off of my uh, phone here. Nice. So you kidding? Yeah. I'm All freaking. Right. I'm freaking serious. You kid, and and I got a I got a guy who who'd rather be fishing sport chalet is a <laughs> hog lover. Yeah, G, the heart symbol, V E R. Yeah, this one was submitted by by a friend of the pod, Tim, a, a long time ago. We'll post his uh, his online deets for anybody who wants to watch other. Largely politically based cartoons that he posts. There, he's he's a good follow, fam. Smash that like and subscribe button, and don't forget to click the bell for updates. And uh, so, I mean, dude, this hog lover would rather be fishing sport chalet. Yeah, and it's H O G, the heart symbol V E R, which I will interpret as hog love ver, because the heart is love, right? It's love ever. Yeah, like the heart is not a substitute for L-O, because it's followed by V-E-R. The heart is a substitute for L-O-V-E, or heart. So this person tagging it, this is a pet peeve of mine. Sometimes people will put eight in something, like it'll be, you know, like uh, fornicate. I mean, obviously, bad example, too many letters for license plate. But they'll after the eight, they'll put a T-E, and it's like, dude, the eight already contains that sound. So now what you've written is fornicate T. Yep. Well, I mean, maybe this is Harry Osmond Guinness loves <laughs> Verna Evelyn Reynald. You never know. Could be. 
but it, we also could know just be a young couple. Well, we know they're definitely quite young because he's using the fucking baby hitch option on his goddamn Super Duty. Yeah, he's got the little yeah. dinky. He's because got because little... that Super Duty makes everything look like a baby bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's actually fair. don't use the Super Duty. Don't. <laughs> nope, just use the baby hitch. That's just it. a little, just a little baby man. We, what do you got? Fifty-three foot trailer. Ah, hook it up to the baby hitch. We'll yeah, be fine. You know what? I got this giant Ford Super Duty. Smack one of those racks that holds one cooler on the back. Just, just do that. Just clip that on. And we'll hit the beach. Does it have the uh, welded on pipes where I can put my fishing poles? Yeah. Please. Nice. Put that on there. Nice. Because I have multiple lines that I need to throw out into the surf to fuck with people who want to go to the beach. And I've been wondering if my route to the beach has any low bridges. And that's a guaranteed way to find out. (sighs) All right. Last one. Mercedes, man. Although I don't, I don't think he's like the Carl Benz type because this, this license plate reads one Swiss, two Swiss, red Swiss, blue Swiss. Nice. How do you know he's a Democrat? Because <laughs> he drives a Mercedes in the San Francisco area? Yeah. Also, you can kind of see, this is the rare one where you can see one of the passengers in the car, and he looks like a total douche. <laughs> he looks like Dilbert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, listener, feel free to find all these images at Road Soda Spot on Instagram and laugh at this Dilbert-looking motherfucker. Yeah, hopefully you don't crop it. I mean, I probably... Instagram will make me do it a little bit, but I'll do what I can to keep that dork's face there. Ah, if not, we'll just have to add the extra picture. Yeah. And now, to round this fucker out, our second surprise segment, dusting off an old classic. It's Chief of the Week. Chief of the Week. Chief of the Week. Once again, coming from a morning walk. This is one of the rare Chiefs of the Week where I never actually saw this person. I just saw evidence of them. Tuesday morning, quite early, maybe 7 a.m. Actually, no. Let me start again. Oh, because cause you're fucking up your, your work chronology, just in case somebody's listening. They're like, wait, you're taking a break at 7? Fuck you. No, you'll see why there's a crucial. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The order's crucial. So I was taking my, my morning walk around 7, and none of the evidence that I'm about to describe to you was present. Then okay. I took another walk around 2 p.m., and I saw six empty Michelob Ultra cans just scattered, scattered scattered around the parking lot so like okay around corners that i don't i can't blame wind like i know i know a can's gonna roll i get that i'm pretty sure that sometime during normal business hours there was just a dude walking around the parking lot like it's it's a very big parking lot just walking around drinking a six-pack of Michelob ultras and so he was doing what you were doing but but with beer (laughs) But yeah, with, with an alcoholic's Gatorade, basically. Yeah, exactly. Michelob Ultra is not beer. That's that's true. But I got to give him chief of the week because, I mean, he's doing a thing I like to do, only he's elevated it slightly. He's taken it one level up. Yeah. Well, congratulations this week's chief of the week. You earned yourself a, uh, what, can redemption on all those bottles that you scattered around the fucking parking lot. Yeah. Go pick them up. Go pick them up and return them. And I I think I saw like a like a half full twisted tea on that same walk. So uh, I'll, I'll give you that. There's, I'll give there's you that. six other or five other full ones out there. Uh, it's tea time somewhere. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. It was funny. You know what? Last week's was really good. Was it? Okay. I thought so. Because I haven't listened to it. I thought it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait well, for our you. number one fan to wait. I mean, props to him for listening to it like pretty much right at the drop because those are an hour long. So he's got like a four hour window before he typed up that email. Honestly, like, look, I gave my Amazon Prime video login. They have Netflix and some cable. But what do you do when there's nothing fun to be had? Can't go anywhere. Can't bother either of your sons. <laughs> so. You listen, you listen to him dick around. Yeah. Such is the plight of someone with two large adult sons. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, 
Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to write in, if you if you have any information on Jimbo's mystery from the beginning of the episode about the please please don't the like, please, internet the please internet one point video about a like a, a Muppet made out of pipe cleaners explaining idioms and then driving away on a motorcycle. Please, there's only two acceptable <clears throat> outcomes: one, we find it; two, we recreate it. That's it. It's either the best internet video that's not been made or the best internet video that has been made. I actually thought about it. I actually thought about remaking it, and I was trying to think of the idiom that we could explain. And there's nothing that has gravitas that I want to capture with it. Also, the quality would be way too good. Like, we just can't find a (laughs) shitty recording setup for this. Unless we do it over Zoom. There we go. Or we hit up a Goodwill. But yeah, we'll figure Ah, something out. But yeah, write in at roadsodaspod at gmail.com if you're, uh, you know, also one of our dads. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Find us at roadsodaspod on Instagram. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Tell a friend. Jimbo, you got any parting words for us? No, I do not. Excellent. And as we say every week... Well, I guess I do have some party words, and they are, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone. I forgot to say our fake name again.